When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Everything Is Black and White podcast. In this episode, we'll be speaking to Connor Southwell of the Eastern Daily Press. He covers Norwich City and it's going to give us the inside view on Jamal Lewis. The left back is Newcastle's latest summer recruit and we'll find out how he'll handle the move to Tyneside and what he can bring to this Newcastle start in 11. This is the Everything Is Black and White podcast. very much for joining us Jamal Lewis to sign for Newcastle United um, what do you make of that transfer given that not so long ago Liverpool were chasing him um, and you know no disrespect to Newcastle it's quite the come down from Premier League champions to Newcastle United it is yeah I, I think you've, you've got to be pleased for him really and I, I'm glad that he's gone to a club that he's going to get first team football at. I think if he went to Liverpool as, as we've seen they've signed the Greek lad haven't they um, he, he would have gone in there and, and been second choice so it's it's good that he's going to a club where I think first team football is, is achievable and consistent first team football and it's a massive club fantastic fan base so um, really is a, a brilliant step for his development I think and, and look, he's, he's proved last year um, over certainly in the second half of the season that I think he's, he's good enough for the for the Premier League um, so I, I, I'm not too surprised particularly after the Liverpool interest to see him eventually seal a move and um, I think Norwich fans are, are pretty chuffed with a, with a fee and um, they, they wish him well what kind of character is he like? Because for some, when because Liverpool's interest was genuine, it was very real, um, and then obviously they didn't match the asking price. But to go from having that in your head that you are potentially you know days away from joining Liverpool if everything's agreed and past the medical etc., to then join Newcastle, um, what kind of, is, is he the right kind of character to handle that? Because again, you've got that ego and maybe in the back of your head you're thinking, oh, I nearly joined Liverpool, so you know a couple of seasons here and you never know where I might end up. What kind of character does he like? I think he's he's always been known at Norwich as being someone who's very professional. I think even with that Liverpool interest, there was no sort of pushing from his side to, to try and get a, a move across the line. I think he's he's someone that has always been... He's not a massive talker. We haven't, in, in the press, heard sort of massive amounts from him over the last three or a bit years. But when he has spoke, he's spoken incredibly well. And I think if everyone you speak to, <clears throat> Stuart Webber, Daniel Farker, any of the players will point towards his professionalism and how he's sort of... He's got a mature head on his shoulders, so I don't think he, he he would let it affect him too much. And equally, I don't think he would he would move to Newcastle if that wasn't the place that he wanted to go and, and play his football. And you know, despite their their recent struggles, I think they're still a very attractive proposition, particularly for young players um, with the fan base. I mean, the stadium right got to go there for the first time earlier this year, and it's it's absolutely incredible. So it, it speaks for itself as a club; it sells itself. Um, but I think he's he's a character that will that will get on with it. He, he works incredibly hard. He's he's developed really well since he made his Norwich debut in 2017, I think December. So he's come a long way in a short period, in a short space of time. He's he's always been very grateful for the opportunity that Norwich gave him. So I think that's that's probably a really good insight into his character. He's not he's ne- never even after that Liverpool interest, which I think would would turn anybody's head. Quite frankly, I don't think he 
you know, he didn't resort down the route of, of putting in transfer requests and, and sort of throwing his toys at the pram, not at all. That was very much, he went back to train with the group. He played in a pre-season game a couple of weeks ago and he's just got on with it. And that's that's what he is. He's very professional. Um, he's very mature. And, and I don't think he's a particularly emotive person. I think he's, he's quite sensible and quite sort of... Um, takes a, an objective view to everything which I think is, is positive in a, in a young footballer most certainly and that'll probably help him as well settle into Newcastle off the pitch I've just spoken to Tom Crocker there from the Bournemouth Echo about Fraser and Callum Wilson and it, I, in my view and correct me if I'm wrong it's maybe a bit similar leaving Bournemouth as it is leaving Norwich where maybe the focus on the football club isn't as on top of you as it is in Newcastle and um, that's no disrespect to, to, to tie that side there but, you know, it is very much life or death up here. You know, it dictates how you feel during the week. Um, so will he be able to handle that? You say that he's got a good sense of character. And we have seen players before um, fail to handle the, the pressure of playing for a club like Newcastle United. Well, I think the, the, what will benefit him is when he did make his debut and it was... Um, or his first starts, we'll, we'll say, because he made his debut the, the game before. It was uh, Birmingham away on Boxing Day. And to give you some sort of perspective, the, the game before that, Norwich had, had been beaten 2-1 by Brentford. Uh, it was Daniel Farker's first season. And there was quite a lot of negativity. Carroll Road was, was, was booing, essentially, at the, at the final whistle. It was a really harsh environment for him to be thrown into. Um, and he, he looked like a player that had played 200 games at championship level on his debut. You know, he's, he's so confident, so assured. Um, like I said, I don't think he's someone who's particularly emotive. Um, he's, he's very professional. I think that he's, he's well-liked in the Norwich City dressing room. So I think all of those characteristics suit him in terms of what he's walking into at Newcastle. And I think you're right. I think it's going to be very difficult for him to grasp until he's actually up there and in amongst it. But I think he's, he's got the mentality and he's got the... Um, He's got the maturity to deal with it, I would say, and and that's going to bode him really well. And and if he can develop even further on on the football pitch, then I would say that Newcastle have got a player that will either play for them for a while if they retain if they retain their place in the Premier League, or will make them a lot of money in the future. So, um, if he can if he can get those elements right that, that we talked about in terms of focus and professionalism, then I think he he's he's going to be a, a very good player for Newcastle United. Of course, he's been away with Northern Ireland and Newcastle coach Steve Harper is there as well. So I'm sure um, he may have, maybe had a little word or two just telling them how good it is to join or how good it will be to join Newcastle United. Um, what kind of what are his main attributes then? What, what impressed you? Obviously, um, debut season in the Premier League. I think he made 28 appearances of my notes. So right, one goal. Um, what stood out for you? He, he's had a, well, he had a, a, a difficult first half of the season I'll say that there was a game in particular I remember at, at Turf Moor against Burnley and this the fans sort of the home fans took to him a little bit and, and were ridiculing him to an extent where um, he was very short of confidence he actually I think he got a slight injury and lost his place in the team Sam Byram then sort of did quite well at left back and he had to sort of deal with that setback and I think he would probably admit that he's had a few setbacks in his first Premier League year but when he did get back into the team I, I think he was he was very, very good. I think defensively, one on one, I would probably rate him higher than Max Aaron's. Um, and he's an excellent ball carrier. So progressing the ball up the pitch through, through his dribbling is is excellent as well. I think the the one question mark for me, and probably the one question mark as well for for Norwich, is maybe his ability going forward and his decision making. And he did actually arrive when he arrived from Luton um, in in 2014. He was a winger, and, and Norwich actually converted him into a left back. Um, 
and Norwich aren't really a team who who cross, so I can't really comment on, on his crossing. I've watched him for, for two and a bit years, and I can't really tell you if he's a good crosser or not. Um, so it's, there are a lot of good elements there, and I, I can see why he's so attractive to, let's say, Liverpool, Newcastle United, example, for example, uh, other clubs if, if there was an interest, because he has got a very good skill set to work with and to mould. And if you can develop him further, um, particularly, let's say, as a wing-back, and you can improve that offensive side of his game, I think he could be very, very effective. So there's a lot there to work with. There's a lot there to improve. I don't think he's, he's arriving at Newcastle United as, as the finished product by any means, but um, he's more than good enough as a Premier League fullback. For me, it's now about how far can he push on and, and excel. Um, as, a, as opposed to perhaps um, how good he is at the moment. But I, I think you, that Newcastle are getting a, a very good player with a very good skill set and it's now going to be up to Steve Bruce and the coaching staff there to, to get a bit more out of him from an offensive sense for me. Newcastle's style and Norwich's style are very different. Would, would he struggle to grasp that? I mean, obviously, you know that when you move to a, a new club, it's going to be, it is going to be different. And Norwich is you know, a very unique kind of way. They didn't change their style when they came up and, some say that might have cost them, but you know, you stuck to the guns and that's, you know, you've got to admire that principle. Um, but will he, will uh, Jamal Lewis struggle, do you think, at first maybe to get to grips with the change in style? Possibly, but my, my view is perhaps a, a little bit different to, to other Norwich fans in, 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 in the point that I, I think that actually playing a different style of football is, is probably going to aid his development because he's kind of got his technical base there at Norwich and it's really it's a really good environment for young players to, to develop in because they're encouraged to make mistakes, they're encouraged to learn, they're encouraged to, to improve in, a, in, an, in an environment and in a philosophy that gives them a lot more freedom to play. So for me, I, I don't think it's going to be a particular issue. You've got to remember he played on the international stage under Michael O'Neill, who is a pragmatist, defence first. So, And he's a very good defender, first and foremost. He's um, a bit old-fashioned in that way. I think one-on-one, he's, he's excellent. Um, his, his athleticism gets him out of trouble a lot. And, and um, he's, he's got a, a really good running capacity as well. So I, I don't think that he'll struggle in terms of the style. I think maybe... Like I say, it's, it's just going to be a chemistry point maybe than a technical point. I think if he can get to grips with his teammates and, and forge a, a bond with them, then I think that actually he'll, he'll probably be able to thrive at Newcastle um, if he can do what Steve Bruce wants him to do. And I, I don't see any reason why, why he can't. Well, that leads us nicely into the next question. It probably would have been a good bet had Jethro Williams not suffered an injury back in January that he probably would have signed the summer. He'd impressed. He'd stuck up a really good partnership with Alan's at maximum. So that is likely to be something that Jamal Lewis is going to have to do. Um, and to be fair to Alan's at maximum, uh, he has surprised me. He's tracked back. I think, I think maybe he was told that his defensive work needed to improve and towards the end of last season, he, he started doing that. Um, but there might be some times when, you know, Jamal Lewis maybe has to um, put in a little bit of extra effort to how shall we say, um, help out Alan St. Maximum if Alan St. Maximum has galloped down the other end. So how do you think he'll cope with that? Yeah, I think, I think, I think he'll be absolutely fine. He's, uh, he, he actually, um, before he, he signed for Norwich, he had a year out of the game because he wanted to, to focus on his athletics. He was an 800 metre runner, um, at a fairly high standard. Um, so I, I don't think he'll have any sort of qualms with, with doing more physical work and, and more running. He's, um, He's, he's, he's quick, he's agile, he can get up and down. And at Norwich as well, he's, he's had to do that because they like to play their fullback so high and they essentially play with a very narrow free and behind the striker. It means that he has to provide the whip. So it's, it's 
probably fairly used to getting up and down quite a bit anyway in transition. So I don't think it's a, a major problem. I think actually having St Maximin in front of him might actually help him in, in terms of if he's going to if he's going to attack and, and he needs to space that and I saw how dangerous he was this season then actually if, if Lewis has to focus on the defensive side of it and holding his position then actually that might favour him a lot more because that is his his strong area he is a, a strong defender um, and those issues with the, with the offensive stuff that I spoke about and the improvements that needs to be made there there might not be as much of a reliance on him to say overlap or um, support the attack if, if he's got some maximum in front of him particularly if there is that acceptance that perhaps he's not going to track back in the way that maybe he should so I think again that could be something that actually works in his favour rather than hinders him um, so it's going to be interesting to see what sort of chemistry they, they build up and I know Norwich fans um, are interested in, in seeing how he gets on and how he develops I think he Norwich fans, to, to be brutal, I think if, if you offered them the five players that have sort of become known in these parts as the Jules, the Todd Cantwell, Emmy Buendia, Max Aarons, uh, Ben Godfrey and Jamal Lewis, I think if you offered them, which one would you, would you if you had to see one go, which one would it be? I think a lot of them probably would have said Jamal Lewis and that's no sort of slight on him. It's, it's more the, the quality of the others, I think. But I, that's not to say that Jamal Lewis isn't of a standard that, that he's worthy of going to Newcastle United because I think he is and I think he, realistically he can only get better um, and I think it's probably a different situation than say Jacob Murphy who joined a, a few seasons ago where perhaps he was a little bit raw and he had a, a decent first six months and then sort of um, lost his way a little bit in the second half of the season and then Newcastle brought him this is a player who did very very well in the championship was in the AFL team of the year um, did very well in the second half of the Premier League. Certainly showed enough interest from Liverpool, which I think is 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 a massive thing on his CV as well. So I, I don't see there any being any clear issues. I think he's he's at an age now where he's he's ready for that step up, um, and he's probably reached a point where he's outgrown Norwich, and he does need to get regular Premier League football. And it's it's good that he's going to be at a club that is going to give him consistent game time, and is hopefully going to give him some time to improve and, and play. Oh, certainly. A lot of characters in Newcastle. Jamal Lascelles, the captain, Matt Ritchie, could start an argument in an empty room. You know, he's very passionate and he kind of plays on that side as well. So he may be battling uh, for that left wing back position. How will Jamal Lewis handle, you know, the, the really loud characters? You know, like we say, Lascelles wears his heart on his sleeve. He's not afraid to, um, you know, to tell his teammates when it's gone wrong he's not afraid to you know face up to criticism or you know it's 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 going to be an interesting dynamic there how will Jamal Lewis handle those kind of characters in the Newcastle United dressing room yeah I think I think he'll be okay he's, he's very mature as I said so I think he's he's also played alongside Tim Closer at Norwich who's very experienced in, in Germany, Christoph Zimmerman as well, who, who they see as a bit of an experienced figure, Grant Hanley, who, who you guys know all about. So he's had education alongside some sort of tough centre-backs. So I don't think it'll be any problem for him. He's a, he's, he's a, a well-liked lad in the Norwich dressing room. I'm sure it'll be the same at Newcastle as well. Um, quite, like I say, quite quiet, but I, I think very professional, very switched on, keen to learn, keen to improve. And, I think that's that's what he has to take in. He has to walk into to Newcastle and you know, be and be willing to learn, be willing to listen to his pars who perhaps know a bit more and show a bit of humility, which I think he will. Um, I don't think he's going to walk in with his shoulders <laughs> sort of um, stretched out and, and expecting to sort of walk into the team every week. I think there will be an acceptance that he will need to work and he will need to improve. And um, I think 
he in particular and his work rate and, and his progression at Norwich hasn't been sort of meteoric, hasn't been straight up. It's been quite steady, quite gradual, and it's, it's been good to see. And um, if he can continue that rate at Newcastle, then, then I think he'll, he'll get on with everyone just fine. Um, uh, as, uh, yeah, as, as for Matt Ritchie, I, I, I think that he, he will be okay. I think that he'll, he'll be able to handle himself. And, and like I say, his professionalism and his, his maturity for me are, are probably two of his strongest assets. So as long as he can harness them in the right way and, um, you know, he's had the setback of being out of the team at Norwich and getting back into it, which I think is a really good experience to have prior to making that move as well. So he'll understand what it's like to be out of the team and what it takes to get back into it as well and to take the opportunity when you do get back into it. So I think in, in many ways he's he's been educated for that at Norwich and um, hopefully hopefully he thrives and hopefully he does make that, that left wing back position his own because I know Norwich fans will, will watch his development kind of like almost like a, a proud parent I guess watching watching their kid play it'll be a bit like that and uh, and hopefully he, he can flourish and do really well because there's certainly no sort of grudge that Norwich fans have against him Fingers crossed I mean obviously Tim Krul as well I'm sure yeah. he's had a, had a word or two uh, advising them about Newcastle um, well just in a sentence or so then can you just sum up uh, you know what Newcastle are getting with Jamal Lewis and, and do you there's a lot of excitement over this signing as well do you share yeah, can you see why Newcastle United fans are excited about uh, the arrival? Yeah, I can. I think in, in terms of the price range that they've got him for, I think he's he's probably one of the best options, certainly in the country, um, in, in that price range. Technically very good, carries the ball excellently, defensively resolute, very strong in, in the tackle, um, positionally very good. And I think there's a lot more to come to him. For, for me, that's the most excitement element, that there's a lot more to come from him. And I think if Newcastle can extract that, then they'll have a very, very good and very expensive left back on their hands. 